right, Jack, we're back with uh, the banging intro music. No podcast has better intro music. Uh, if you uh, were listening to it last time and uh, thought, where is the outro music? That Jack was too lazy. And uh, Jack has agreed that uh, if one person requests some the outro music, then we'll put it in. So there's a challenge for you. If you uh, are one of those three people that so far have listened to the first one, can't believe that, Jack. We had three listeners already. Uh, yeah, buzzing. <laughs> c- congrats to those three intelligent, beautiful human beings. Uh, from Apparently, from one from Belgium and two from the US. Always oh. like the Belgians and the Americans. Yeah, got to love the Belgians. Bit of KDB. <laughs> yes, especially as a City fan, right? For sure, man. <laughs> So um, we have a presence on social media. For those that are perhaps unaware, we are on Twitter at SoRareGrind. Very, very uh, different to the name of our podcast, obviously. Keep it nice and simple. And uh, if you have any ideas or suggestions or you just want to send us some banter, we are at uh, SoRareGrind at gmail.com. That is our email. Please send us an email. Just not a scam. (laughs) Have you had any emails thus far joel have i had it no no i haven't had any emails thus far i had uh, a notification that uh someone followed us on twitter we had our first twitter follow outside of me and you which was Let's go big was moment pre- pretty pretty exciting big moment yep gonna conquer the world and uh make lots and lots of money <laughs> <laughs> out of this uh you're right um but nice to know that there's actually someone out there that that has already taken interest and we've put kind of no effort into marketing ourselves thus far but perhaps we will so episode two we've made it past the pilot did you know jack that 60 percent of all podcasts don't make it past episode one joel that is a statistic you would know bro that is so something you would say yeah yeah no i didn't know that i didn't know that yeah it's because i made it up (laughs) (laughs) but uh i do suspect that there are a number of uh you know, podcasts that don't make it past the pilot. So that's an achievement. We've made it to episode yeah. two. I believe uh, And if you're listening and you have made it to episode two, congrats. Hopefully, you're actually, uh, you're going to get some value out of not just this episode, but uh, the episodes to come. So anyway, enough enough waffle from me. Um, Jack, what, what we are looking to do, though, is to change the game in Surya. Great, uh, Yep. And one of our first contributions is um, just the way that people talk about Ethereum. It's stupid, absolutely stupid. Um, you know, 0.000 and 0.5 and all of that, it's a pain. Um, it is really confusing and exhausting actually to talk about, particularly for cheap players. And, you know, we are, that is where we've begun, you know, in the cheap end of the market. And that's where everyone, Generally, unless you've just you're just super wealthy, and I don't know, maybe you're listening to this and you're a trust fund kid, and you've got several grand to just throw it so rare. Well, you know, screw you. Um, but uh, if um, you know you look and start so rare with a pretty low balance, you're going to be dealing in some of those cheap cards. And so the way that Jack and I have just uh, you know gone about breaking it down, making it much simpler to talk about uh, Ethereum amounts in Surya is to uh, kind of borrow something out of the investment world. Um, you know, going to put my investment 
hat on here, Jack, for a second, if that's all right. Um, so in the investment world, um, you, when talking about interest rates, they use the term basis points. And our thinking for this comes a lot, if you're familiar with Bitcoin and talking about Satoshis, SATs, as it's known for short, where rather than going through all the decimal points, you kind of work backwards. So Saria works with, you know, you can make up to four decimal places uh, in terms of your offer on Ethereum. So, you know, 0.0001 being the absolute uh, minimum that is possible currently. So rather than going, I'm going to offer 0.0001, we call that one basis point or BIP for short. So, you know, 0.001, 10 BIPs, 0.01, 100 BIPs, 0.1, 1,000 BIPs, and beyond 9,999 BIPs, you've got one Ethereum. Um, given so much of our early game is dealing in the, you know, 50 BIPs to 100 BIPs kind of range, would you say, Jack? Yeah, about that. Goalkeepers. Yeah, it just makes it much easier, much quicker. Um, and it actually makes the maths back to US dollars much quicker because uh, 50 bips, you divide that roughly by three, and that's pretty much US dollars. Uh, so, yeah. what, 16? 16 in a bit, give or take. Yeah, 16, 17. Yeah. So, precisely, if somebody is, say, you know, 50 bips, that would be the equivalent of like 16 to 17 US dollars. So, for me personally, I have traditionally been using US dollars. That's the, um, you know, currency or metric I use to, um, you know, give a player's value. But Joel refers to BIPs um, yeah. or basis points. Or for some reason, I think it's bonus points. That somehow in my head, I might be just a bit weird for that. But anyway, so yeah, essentially, from my point of view, just to simplify what Joel's saying is one ETH is essentially 10,000 basis points. And it just goes all the way down to one rather than saying point, you know, zero 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 one you just say you know one basis point so yeah and you know, that's probably 30 cents <laughs> yeah no, exactly and i mean especially for us wanting to be really you know because because we are interested in that low end of the market that cheap end of the market and i just think there's such low coverage of that in syria perhaps because the people that are podcasting or doing youtube videos have tons invested in it um we're not really at that level um, and so I think to just provide a quicker, easier way to talk about, you know, really annoying decimal numbers just makes everyone's life much better. So, yeah, you know, um, so that's from now on, if you're wondering what the hell is BIPs, you can email us, we will respond, but BIPs, um, the easiest way to talk about, you know, small Ethereum amounts on Zaria. So, something um, sorry, we Jay. could do, Joel, actually, is we yep. could like maybe on our Twitter is like um, maybe have like a visual explanation of how BIPs work and how we say totally. it, if that makes sense. Maybe we can make it yep. like a pinned tweet because we probably will refer to player prices and BIPs or you probably will yep. for the future. So BIPs maybe themselves, yeah. that might be a good idea. Yep. Totally <laughs> yeah. agree. Yeah. I just think it makes life so much easier. And I think it also it, it provides a new way for you to, to look at pricing. Like it makes it, more memorable dealing in like small decimal numbers gets really confusing but i've, I've found it um thinking in this way actually really helps to me when i'm like making those player offers to actually make sure i'm making a, a 
a right plow off. I have almost actually totally cocked up once, but and offered way more than I should have. Um, but yeah, getting the getting the decimal places right is is pretty key. Yeah, uh, definitely. And so yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll mostly talk through BIPs and US dollars, probably both. Um, I guess watch is relevant to you. It just depends on how, how you how you think about Syria and how you do pricing. I guess for me, having uh, a wee bit already in Ethereum, uh, thinking in terms of Ethereum makes the most sense. But if you are someone starting new and looking to like you know get some funds invested into Syria, then you know, thinking in US dollars is perhaps more helpful. But I think, at least from my point of view, over time, you know, if you're selling players and buying players, you, you, you know, that money's already in Ethereum. It's already in that system. So my my sort of style is more to think of it in Ethereum, given I'm long Ethereum. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, each to their own. I don't think there is a, a right way or a wrong way. People just have their, their preference. Yeah, I think personally, from my point of view, I've wanted to and still am wanting to um, convert my like natural currency while playing so rare to Ethereum or using BIPs. But because, you know, I originally started with USD, it's been very, you know, frustrating and challenging just, you know, making that transfer again. So I do try actively use, you know, both Ethereum BIPs and US dollars, my two main ones, and I'm actively, you know, looking at the price of each. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that's probably, you know, definitely the natural, um, you know, currency you want to be using while playing so rare um, for the most, probably success. Again, it's not a huge drama, I don't think, but mm. yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully, uh, if you're listening, that you find that of some use in thinking about mm. how you do trading and, and whatnot. So uh, anyway, last week's results, last game week's results, Jack. Oh. How was the last game week? How was was it two six six? Yeah, so this is two six six. Yeah. Um. So I had a bit of a painful one. Um. To be honest. Um. If you want to follow along, um, you can, you know, go through my. Uh, you can search me on Sora Data. My name is Jack Hammond four four four, and you can go to, uh, the tab where it says uh SO five results, right, Joel? I'm just going yep. to my gallery right now. Yep. So I'll go through it. Um. The most frustrating one for me was definitely my underdog this week. So I had one DMP and if that DMP was to say, you know, score a 60 or get a decisive, I'd be looking probably at a, you know, potentially high tier one or maybe even a star. And for somebody with a roster valuation of like $2,000, like myself, um, yeah, that one was pretty painful, especially considering mm. this DMP was, from my uh, logic and understanding was, supposed to start <laughs> um however he did not start he got the dmp so i'm currently on uh 274 points or so and 500 second and underdog but could have been so much better probably yeah uh a, a pretty good reward down the drain there unfortunately so that was that was pretty brutal and painful um all-star went okay uh although Unfortunately, Gamba Osaka, my defensive stack didn't get the clean sheet, which I probably required to get a high reward. And uh, Biglia got a yellow card in the first half and he was sub pretty much at halftime. So that kind of spoiled the party. But Morales and um, Aziz, I think it's pronounced, the Fenerbahce center back, did their jobs. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, the others couldn't contribute. Uh, Champion Asia, uh, 
it's gone all right. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, Leo Osaki conceded a penalty, which was uh, very unfortunate, not really uh, his fault. Makino, uh, you know, it, it came off his, I don't know if you saw this job, but it came off his knee and unfortunately it just went straight into Leo Osaki's hand. He didn't have, sorry, Leo Osaki's hand and he didn't have time to react. So yeah, considering that penalty is... Uh, that is yeah. one of those fuming parts of Soria. <laughs> He's yeah. just powerless and uh, it's part of what creates some of the uh, great wins, but also the painful losses. Yeah, so th- there has been a bit of pain in those three lineups. And the, th- those three are my most competitive lineups. But actually, probably the most frustrating thing for me this game week in 266 um, was my under-23 team. Because for some odd reason, and I still don't understand why, Bright, um, Asahi Samuel didn't start. And he's been such a regular starter for Fenerbahce, like, this whole season. I, I might go through his um, SO5 scores now on so data. I just... Can't remember the last time he had a DMP. I have no idea why he didn't start this one. Maybe he's got COVID. I think that's probably the most logical um, assumption. But yeah, I, I just don't know why he didn't start and play. So that kind of just, um, yeah, obviously ruined my under 20, under 23 chances. And also Wandu J um, picked up a knock and came off in the 30th sure. minute. And I don't know actually what's wrong with him if it's a really serious injury. So that's obviously a bit concerning uh, going for long term because Wandu J is quite a, pricey player quite a premium player and it's never nice to have a premium player get a knock or an injury so mm. um and especially with the k-league coverage there um not the greatest sharing you know injury news and updates it's hard to find good resources that are pretty accurate and reliable um so i'm not too sure you know how serious his injury is but um yeah that was definitely a frustration um so yeah that's my kind of game week in 266 not the greatest unfortunately so, i don't so- think your one was much better age or yeah, so, so you're on track for any rewards? Possibly a tier three. Mm, so I'm on track. I'm 1,880th in All-Star, so I might get a pretty low uh, tier three. Um, I'm currently 23rd in uh, Champion Asia. I'm on 300 points at the moment, but uh, I think there are five or six uh, yeah. J-League games uh, tonight well, um, yeah, in our local time, Joe. So I, I, I doubt they'll probably um, mean I'll get like a tier two i'll probably drop down to tier three or maybe not even reward so um yeah maybe a couple tier threes but not even high tier threes um probably yeah. in the lower tier. well my game week was similar um really a case of what could have been um like jack you know you and i we really targeted the asia champions league did have some good results over the six game weeks um but this last game week was particularly frustrating. Um, had I had three different players that scored a 96 or better, all three in different lineups, all three of those lineups with a DNP. Um, poor oh, planning. Sheesh, I didn't even know that. That is, that is brutal, bro. That is so brutal. Actually, I sorry, I had uh, three players, four players. I had three different players, and I had two copies of one of them. Kazuki Kazuka for Kawasaki, absolute mm. legend. Unfortunately, uh, was wasted uh, in most. Well, he was wasted in one of the lineups. Uh, I'm on for a probably a okay tier three, like sort of higher end tier three, um, an underdog. Um, yeah, it could have been so much better. Really let down by. Uh, Mawatari for Urawa Reds not getting on the pitch sooner and, and doing nothing 
thought he might mm. start. It's on the bench. Uh, and then, yeah, the, that sort of really um, dropped what could have been quite easily a good tier one, uh, possibly a, a star. And uh, comparing him to his teammates, Tetsuya Chinin and uh, Yuta Miyamoto at the back. Yeah, Miyamoto you'd be on the podium and underdog. Well, unfortunately, neither of them were usable in underdog. They had scored too highly in prior weeks, but even if they oh, were just true. all on the, the same team, an all-star team, for example, I mean, I had the I had the pieces there to probably finish top of all-star or at least podium. Um, but, yeah, the wrong combo. Um, so all-star was ruined by Kingsley Coman not even featuring for Bayern. He was a prize from game week during the Asia Champions League, so can't complain that I won him, but not in the team. Bayern mass rotating at the moment, given they've already won the league and they've got, I think, nothing left to play for. Uh, a good friend, Morishiga, centre back for Tokyo, was out because that uh, abdominal contusion, I think they called it, was a bit more serious than expected, so he was out and he will be out in their second game of game week, two games in one game week. Um, so that's going to be a DMP. So disappointing um, that lineup. Still have a chance in All Star Rare. Um, Yu Kobayashi for Kawasaki had a good score. Um, Lucas Stradecki, my common keeper for Bayer Leverkusen, had a decent score in their win, I think it was this morning. Um, so two players to play, uh, needing about 80 points for the low threshold. So uh, expecting that I hopefully get at least the low threshold if I'm lucky. And Leo Silva and Mitsumaru for Kashiwa Reisol, if they have standout games, maybe the higher threshold, but unlikely. Challenger Europe was a throwaway. Champion Asia, again let down by a DNP, another Urawa defender, Iwanami, who has played every game up to this point and an absolute score machine, 50s and 60s plus in every game, didn't play. I currently am 105th in Champion Asia, but I expect to drop down with all these games this evening. Specialist, again, so much promise, ruined by a DMP. I was hoping that young Shuto Tanabe would start in defense for Kawasaki. Came on uh, off the bench in their, when they played Guangzhou the first time in the Asia Champions League. Guangzhou using a fielding an under 22 lineup, which was part of the reason for our targeting the Asia Champions League. There were some big mismatches there, which resulted in these big scores. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, he didn't make it on the field because Kawasaki were pathetic. He had only won 1-0 after beating the same team. Was it 7-0, the first, first fixture against them? Uh, I think it might have been 8 or 9, eight, actually. 8-0, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, very disappointing. Uh, Kuhn Sante, the, the uh, Kashima Antlers goalkeeper, still to play. If he has a blinder, maybe clean sheet plus number of saves could sneak a low tier three limited but not expecting uh, and then under 23 again DNPs Shudo Tanabe again had him in there didn't expect too much my under 23 lineup but thrown by him and 
Furuawa rotating back to the starting keeper. So Zion Suzuki didn't play. Um, so underdog, tier three limited probably to come, but not not a particularly exciting game week. Mm, yeah, not very successful for either of us, unfortunately. Eh? But I don't know. Two six seven is promising. I think. I think we're going to discuss that now. Our two six seven lineups and our justification for our lineups, right, Joel? Absolutely. Yep. Here comes the the uh, brutal inquisition for uh, you know Jack to justify his absolutely abysmal choices. In this team. Oh, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I'm pretty confident this week, yeah. But I've been confident in previous weeks and I haven't had much success. But anyway, um, I'll get into it. So. Uh, let me just hit my um, my teams on so rare. Okay, so all star this week, Joel. This is my this is my lineup. So far away. Um, I've got Yu Sang Hyun. It's the he's the gang one keeper. Oh, I like um, him. Do you say you like him? Yeah, he, he may or may not also be in my all star team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So I got him. Um, justification for him is because the backup goalkeeper uh, has got a knee injury a very serious knee injury he's out for four yep. to six months so now the third choice is the backup and i've also picked up the third choice backup keeper to minimize my risk yes um because he's under 23 and uh yeah but i'm, I'm very confident you saying he will play so uh he's i think he's very reasonably priced um as well um compared to the, you know the other asian goalkeepers out there that are starters and gang one have traditionally been um probably not exceptional at the back but you know probably Reasonable. Like a CNM or Suwon or something like that. Sort so, of a, for those not familiar with the K League, they're probably probably about a mid-table yeah. sort of team. Uh, I don't know what, what sort of what sort of more well-known team would you compare them to? Maybe a, a, a Brighton. Yeah, I think that's a, a pretty fair shot. Wolves, yeah. maybe. Maybe I'm a bit biased by the orange kits. <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps not Wolves level, well, but, but, but lower. The sound is maybe a. Yeah. A Brighton. But Brighton. The, yeah. Oh, Brighton. No, no, no. I mean, oh sorry. They're probably not as defensively not as sound as a wolf. Sound as a wolf. Yep. Yeah, sorry, yep. my bad. Mix up my words there. But um yeah, uh, I've got Yu Sang Hyun. I think you'll do the job and uh, for my kind of budget, I think mm-hmm. it's a reasonable shout. Yep. Um and a safe shout too. That's kind of the most important thing. I'm just trying to not get a DMP there and keep the mm-hmm. fingers crossed for a clean sheet. Um and then I've I've got a premium. I, I th- like to think it's a very premium. Jeju stack and the reason for that is because they have a pretty favorable fixture playing CNM who are bottom of the K League right now. And yeah, so for reference, Gyeongnam, they are like probably worse than Norwich equivalent. Currently. They're, they're yeah. like they play like a, a Burnley, but very ineffective for the most part. Mm. Yeah, five at the back. Um yeah, just five at the back, bottom of the league kind of team. Um and yeah, they haven't looked very flash. They haven't really passed the eye test either. Um, and, and you would know that too, Jack, from you know, firsthand having <laughs> dived headfirst into Seongnam. Yeah, and I remember you saying, oh, no, Seongnam, they're going to have a great game. You know, let's, let's go Seongnam. And then you watch the game. And I think you, yeah, your comment was, was, man, that was dire or that was painful. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely a bit too optimistic. So. Uh, uh, anyway, yep. my, my JU boys, yes. I'm pretty optimistic for them too. Um, so I've gone with um, Jong Woon. He is um, legend. Been, yeah, legend for Joel. And yep. um, it's probably had something to do with me picking him up. I could have gone with um, Kim Q, but I think 
he's he's kind of gone up a bit in price, and I think Zhang Wen is pretty reliable, so I've opted for him. Um, as my defender, I've got Lee Chang Min. He's the premium Jeju midfielder. He's the most expensive Jeju midfielder. He's going to be my captain this game week. Um, yeah, I think he'll thrive against CNM. Uh, hopefully, he can get a decisive or two. Um, and then I've got uh, the. I actually don't know how tall he is. I was going to refer him as a big man, but I've got Joe Min Q. Uh, he's actually the top goal scorer in the K League in the last 40 games. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm hoping he gets some contributions. Um, yeah, so I've gone with him, uh, and I've got Shin Jin Ho uh, as my extra, as my midfielder. So I've gone with the Jeju Sack, Yu Sun Kian, and Shin Jin Ho. Um, Shin yeah, Jin Ho of Pohang. Yeah, Shin Jin Ho po- Pohang, yep. yeah. Decent team, up in the table. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think I think he's the captain, is he not? I believe so. Yeah, they're playing no. against Daegu, who have uh, just come back from their... Your uh, Asia Champions League League exertion of six games and what was it, two and a half weeks or something? Yeah, and my point of view, uh, I think you probably agree with me, Joe. I don't think Dagger were too flash. Um, No, they're pretty ugly to watch. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're a Dagger fan, but I mean, they'll probably agree with us. I mean, they're they're probably (laughs) their performance in the um, I mean, they did all right against Urawa. Um, you know, they played some decent counter attacking football against them, but against like you know, um. The Chinese league team in their group and uh, Lion City Sailors, they had a bit of a bit of a stinker. But I don't know. I think I think Sinjin Ho can definitely turn up and get a good around score and maybe a decisive yep. if I'm lucky. So uh, I've opted for that for my All Star and hopefully that can get a 400 pointer. That's the goal. Um, nice. So that's that's my probably premium team of the week. Um, although I'm pretty competitive in Asia and uh, the two weekly leagues, so I'll go I'll go with my Asia team next and I'll just go through it. So I've gone with a. Um, Gamba Osaka defensive stack. I've gone with uh, Jin Shoji and Jinta Miura, who are the two probably premium uh, Gamba Osaka center backs. And I've gone with uh, Jun Ichimori, who's um, traditionally the backup keeper for Gamba Osaka, but uh, their main key- keeper, Higashiguchi, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, Great name. Is injured. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I could spell it, but uh, yeah, he, he's currently injured, right, Joe? I think he's got a foot injury. And he's out till the end of May. So yeah, can't remember the exact injury, but yeah, it's it's expected he'll sort of be returning to training late May. So he may not be back till till early June. He's mm. he's, he's not young, but none of just about none of the starting keepers in the K League and J League are, are young. They really yeah. favour those older keepers. Yeah, I think um, Gamera Saka definitely drew a clean sheet. I don't think they've kept a clean sheet in the past six or seven. And uh, both uh, Jin Shoji and um, Jinta Miura, they've had some really good all-round scores the past couple of games. So I think um, if you know they can get a game, clean sheet, Gamba Osaka, I could be in for a pretty good reward. So I've got my fingers crossed for that one. Um, and then my other two players in my Asia lineup are Kisa Young, who's the uh, holding midfielder for Seoul. He's also the captain for them. Um, not one to really get a decisive um, very frequently, but uh, he gets good all-round scores. He's a very consistent player. So I've gone with him. Uh, and I've got uh, Jesso, Jesso Fernandez, who's uh, another Jeju Ford. So I was considering having a full Jeju second all-star, um, but I thought, you know, I'll stick a alternative Jeju Ford in my Asia lineup and just, yeah, keep the fingers crossed. Maybe you can do something and um, that could lead to a thing. Yeah, it's it's also, also been tough to, to get enough good quality uh, forwards for this game week, isn't it? has been mm. been another challenge because 
obviously with the extra slot you can you know double up on a defender or double up on a midfielder very difficult to you know to double up on a forward um expensive yeah correct and i i'm also i think i, I might have shown you my specialist team joel but um i'm pretty excited to share my specialist lineup because i think this is my most competitive lineup actually uh maybe all-star um probably as well is, is a close rival to my specialist team in terms of um competitiveness but anyway i'll go through it so i've my strategy for specialists has been um i opt for both the forward and my goalkeeper to be my l15 average scorer of 40 because i feel as though i i like to stack my midfielders and defenders as my premium options because they just consistently score the big scores whereas forwards and goalkeepers are pretty inconsistent because they're so dependent on the decisive so anyway that's just my strategy but the team i've opted for is um Ofer Marciano, he is the final goalkeeper. He's also a backup, but um, yeah, his scores are fortunately um, favorable for this because he his L15 is below 40 anyway. I'm not too sure exactly what it is, but it's below 40, so he's my L- goalkeeper. L15 um, being last 15 games, by correct. the way. Yeah, probably should have said that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's amazing how, how much, you know, you develop a, you know, just your own, Vocab. terminology vocab you know yeah. so quickly uh, that people are like what is he talking about, what yeah, so is he talking about? it's true it's l15 true. last 15 games very relevant Great. and specialist and underdog yes it's true probably got a bit ahead of myself there joel thank you for saying <laughs> that. all right well uh okay moving on i've got um kim young guan who's the main Osan center back um he's my specialist is one of my premium options uh bruno lamas someone i rate very heavily and that's the only player we rate from daegu yes correct so um i think he's a good alternative like as well because he's playing um sinjin ho so hopefully one of those two can turn up um and do well so mm. you know Often i'm kind of a, diversifying my risk yeah yeah it's it's perhaps like we can talk to more on another podcast as well but i think having um especially on these smaller game weeks having you know players that are playing against each other in different lineups not a bad strategy um mm. Yeah, um, certainly and, um, not a good one to have them on both on the same lineup. Correct, correct. Yeah, um, and moving on, I've also in my lineup. I've got Kim Day Won. Now, this is someone I'm very excited about because um, this is something that occurs very rare in Surrey. But um, Kim Day Won has received uh, new cards, right, alongside all the other K League, J League players, and actually um, a whole bunch of other leagues. But Kim Day Won's new card uh, is actually a Ford card. But he still some of his old cards as... are actually Ford cards as well. By the way, don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't but know that. Very few of them. It's like that. I think sorry does this sometimes. They change the player's position partway through the year. There are a few. There are a few instances I've seen where the player can go from being a midfielder or forward or forward to midfielder, defender midfielder, etc. Sometimes even a forward to a defender if they play like a sort of wing back slash okay, winger role. So he does have some old cards that are. Uh, forwards and i've seen some people snipe them um i've been too slow okay interesting i didn't know that i didn't know that um but yeah that was um a very like big reason why i went for um kim day one because you know if you think about if you know and understand the so metrics and how you know all-round scores are calculated um you know somebody that is listed as a midfielder but actually plays in the forward position can you know accumulate a pretty good all-round score? So um, I'm thinking even if say Kim Dem Won um, isn't to get 
you know, maybe a decisive, his all-round score could still mean that my, you know, team could be competitive and he could still, you know, score a 50 or above or, you know. Um, so yeah, that's why I've opted for him and I'm very excited to see um, how he gets on. So I'm excited about that one. And then my extra is Jonathan Ring, who's um, another alternative JG forward. So definitely stacking the JG players across my lineups. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that one, Angel. Yeah, that, that, is, that is a pretty uh, fiery lineup. Yeah, for a specialist team where I have limitations, I think um, that that is capable of a 300 plus score and maybe a high high reward, hopefully. So, um, yeah, and I, I think also just to minimize my risk with that team, you know, it's they're all playing in uh, two six eight as well, so there's consistently going to be demand. Um, and yeah, it's very right. competitive. And not just that, but you know, K League still early in the season. That's our logic for being worth yeah. holding on to. Summer's coming in Europe, winter's coming in the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Uh, you know, there's a, a lack of uh, leagues around at that time. For sure. So, yeah, excited about that one. And then my final team is my underdog, um, which I've gone with Kim Young-Kwang. Um, the nostalgia with Kim Young-Kwang. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've gone with um, two concert all players because they're playing Gamba, and I want to, again, uh, diversify my risk because I've got Gamba Rosakis players in my other lineup. So my two Consadole players are Shunta Tanaka. He's the center, one of the center backs for Consadole. Uh, and I've got Lucas Fernandez. Uh, I'm presuming both of them are going to play and start, hopefully. Um, and yeah, they've traditionally been pretty good scorers. Um, yeah, and very capable of scoring 70 plus scores. So excited about those two. And I've gone with um, player I haven't actually watched before, but his scores are, you know, have been outstanding over the last 10 games. Uh, and it's you and so I believe is pronounced. He is the Suwon left back, I believe. Uh, he's, he's been playing left back. Um, and on Sorry data indicates that his last, uh, over his last 15 games, his average score has been 51. But on Sorry, it's actually 50. So he actually is eligible for underdog this week. And I think a lot of players um, probably won't know that because, you know, mm-hmm. typically I, um, when I'm, you know, trying to find players for, you know, underdog or specialist or, you know, players that have maybe, limitations for the L15. Um, I always look at so data and I'm always looking at that, um, you know, this, metric. Exactly. This is an interesting thing. And again, something for us to perhaps talk to at some more length, but um, of particular interest. And, and the reason you see these discrepancies, sometimes it's because so data hasn't updated their, their data, but sometimes the, well, a lot of the, a lot of the time, actually, the reason you see these differences in numbers is with how they do rounding. So, in so rare on the actual website, they round every score that someone has gotten to the nearest whole number. So if it was a 66.6, they round it to 67. Whereas so rare data keeps it as that 66.6. And so they take in so rare data all 15 exact scores of the last 15, total it up, divide it by 15 to get that, that average. Whereas so rare takes all of the rounded scores and divides it by 15 and then rounds that score to the nearest score. So you can get like, if for example, a player had a lot of like, you know, 0.5 or 0.6 scores, they would, it would cause them to uh, have actually a higher um, last 15 on um, so rare than they would on so rare data. But in the other way around, if they had a lot of like 66.4, you know, a lot of 0.4 scores, 
um, on Surya. So sometimes that can be enough just to drop someone into the, the usability. Um, mm. Another interesting thing that Surya does when you, uh, Surya data does when you search um, through the player finder and you put you know, the parameters um, scored up to 50 points, you know, for underdog for a midweek underdog or 45 or 40, whatever it is, it will only show the players that on when when you work out the average is it works out to be 40 or less. If you go up to 41, it will show those players that have an average of like 40.2 or 40.3, which still might actually be classified in Surya as being a 40, but it won't show it in the player finder in Surya data, I've noticed. So every now and then there's about each game week, maybe 10 to 50 players that fall into that sort of outside basket because of the way that Surya data um, has designed their player finder. And I don't know that many people know that. So anyway, if you're looking for some outside um, options for use in underdog and specialist, keep that in mind. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. Probably explained that a lot better than I could too. So thank you, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, if anyone was interested, my final option for my underdog team is um, Mulich. So um, yeah. Big boy Mulich and- from Seongnam. That's the one. So I'm thinking my logic with that is that say um, Jade, you don't, you know, um, smash Sunan, which I'm predicting, then I've got Kim Young Kwang and I've got Newlich there. So um, that'll make me feel a bit, little bit better about my Jade boys not performing because most likely Kim Young Kwang may keep a clean sheet or make all the saves and maybe Newlich can get a goal or two, which could, um, yeah, just be a good alternative for Jade not performing. So um, that's why I've opted for that. So yeah. Totally. Well, to be honest, I hope that they uh, that Jeju performs because uh, much like you, there is a heavy Jeju presence in, uh, in my team. I think that will certainly be a match that we'll be uh, watching with keen interest this week. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll run through my lineups. So All-Star, there's, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of common threads between uh, us this week, Jack. Um, with a few exceptions. So also for me, I'll read them all out and break it down. So Yusang Hoon and goal for Gang One. Rim Chang Wu in centre back for Gang One. Love that name. Huang and Byom in midfield for Seoul. Ki Sung Young in midfield for Seoul. And Jack, I did it. I went and bought my boy Cho Young walk back again. He's oh, the forward oh, spot. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep, I oh. made it. <laughs> bought him for 440 bips initially when I started oh. again. Sold him for 200 and something and bought him back again for 380 or something. Oh, Sucker ouch. for punishment, but that gives me the sole trio between midfield and up front and the gang on defensive stack, which I like. And I think, yeah, I like it too. I think Soul's going to improve big time for those that perhaps are not not aware FC Seoul is not not a particularly amazing team in Korea they're another kind of mid-table team uh, they have not had a good start to the season though um, but they have picked up Huang and Bomb or Baom however that's pronounced Huang the Bomb um, from Ruben Kazan in Russia with all of the, the Russia-Ukraine stuff going on um, they he has had special dispensation, I think, to 
go and play for Seoul for I think it's only two months. But with this recent announcement of you know the Russian teams being excluded from European competition, uh, one has to wonder whether he does perhaps end up staying longer or going elsewhere. So you know I've picked him up. He is according to transfer market one of the most valuable players now in the K League. Um, he plays for the Korean national team, highly rated player. Have a look at him on YouTube, by the way. He <laughs> is he is very silky. He is some fantastic like he is uh, rapid on the ball, amazing box to box player. He looks superb. I'm really excited to to see him play. There's a chance he's on the bench to start with. There's sort of some minor injury rumors going around, but there always seems to be that sort of thing with the K League. Google Translate is never perfectly accurate when it comes to Korean to English. Um, but uh, it will see how he goes. And then I think that he lifts that whole Seoul team because um, they have really struggled to link the attack with the midfield and defence. So um, I'm excited for that team. Um, Rim Chang-woo is not the premium Gangwon centre-back, but he's alongside Jack's premium uh, Gangwon centre-back. So, um, yeah, rooting for a clean sheet for the, uh, the boys from Gangwon. Moving over to Asia, quite a different team here, actually, to you. Going with uh, Suwon FC, and by the way, not to mix up, Suwon FC with Suwon Blue Wings. Very uh, easy to mix, but two different teams um, because they both routinely get referred to as Suwon by commentators and various people. But uh, Yu Hyun in goal, only 37 years young. He's a spring chicken. Could be possibly rotated, but I've protected against that. And I've bought his backup. Oh, Lee Bum Young, who did start in the cup um, just in the weekend. Uh, in defense, Quack Yun Ho. Love that name. My man Quack. Um, he has some really solid scores. Uh, even despite Suwon being very leaky, my hope is that the defence improves and get a really solid score out of those two. Uh, additionally, stacking uh, in a slightly different way, two players from John Book. So Lee Yong, absolute sublime player. Um, we'll touch on some spicy deals that we, uh, we have in mind, but he is one that I've picked up a second card of his because uh, he usually plays as a right wing back. He's actually the starting right back, right wing back for Korea. He's about 35, so he's not exactly young, but the Korean and Japanese leagues are really comfortable in playing players well into their 30s. And he's actually had a position change. He's no longer really playing, because of his age, right wing back for John Book. He's playing more at a right centre back when they sort of play three at the back. And for so rare, that often means a lot less possession lost. Um, and the one game that we watched of him, Jack, he absolutely dominated in that right centre back role. And for, yeah, that's true. I think, about 60 bips, I picked up his second copy of him. I picked up initially one for about 20, 25 bips, but uh, for. for the 60 bips, yeah, he's a, he's a player I'm banking on to be scoring 60, 70 points. I think he's well worth a look. Um, full disclosure, I own two of his cards um, because I absolutely back that guy. Um, 
And then alongside him from John Book have Ilyachenko up front. That's my forward option. Uh, could be rotated. He seems to be getting rotated with the other striker there. Um, they you know, are playing against Seoul, which I'm stacking on the other team. So again, you know, looking to diversify, not be entirely reliant on one. Um, he's the sort of player that is hot and cold. Um, I'm just hoping that he, he is, he's hot for, uh, for that game, <laughs> that he's a, a hot, spicy boy. And uh, in midfield, <laughs> I have uh, Kosuke Onose from Gamba Osaka. He uh, basically plays on right mid. Um, is one of their top goal scorers, I think, this season. Again, mixed bag. Gamber at home to Consadole, hoping that they uh, get the job done. Maybe they're decisive in there. Um, but probably putting the lowest reliance on that, that Asia team. Mm-hmm. Into the specialist side of this one as well. A little bit of a mixed, mixed crew in there to try and fit around the uh, different requirements. But unlike Jack, not a big fan of trying to shoehorn a uh, L15 of 40 or below goalkeeper in there. It gets hard, really hard, and uh, can be expensive to try and uh, make that change each week. So I've gone with my second copy of Yu Sang Hoon from Gang On. He better bloody start. I'll be disappointed if he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy his backup. So uh, at least that if uh, you know, he doesn't start and price falls, the backup's price will rise. So it helps to reduce the risk. But I am in boots and all on Yu Sang Hoon. And uh, again, bit of a Jeju presence. Jung Woon in back, or Chung Woon as his new cards are. Uh, he is a machine. And when Jeju control a game, he makes a ridiculous number of final third passes. And uh, Seong Nam, they are rubbish. They're going to sit back and defend. I'm expecting a good 60, 70 out of this guy. Um, I'll be disappointed if he scores less than a 60. And then up front, Jonathan Ring from Jeju. He has been a bit of a mixed bag for Jeju, but um, hoping he scores well. And he does have, he is that L last 15 of under 40. He's, he's on 40 for his last 15. So I think a really solid option um, in that category. My other uh, player of the score 40 or under in the last 15 is Lee Subin from Pohang. He, uh, has been coming in just starting to replace uh, looks like one of the old, elder statesmen of the team, Shin Kwang Hoon, who's about 35, 36, in that CDM role next to Ki Sung Young. Um, uh, sorry, not next to Ki Sung Young, I'm mixing teams next to Shin Jun Ho, um, who you have, Jack. And uh, as he's 21 years old, uh, paid about 40 bips for him. Um, decent last. A few scores recently, hoping that uh, he does the damage against Daegu, a tired Daegu. And then last but not least, my second midfield slot in that team, June Amano, or Amano, as we probably incorrectly call him, um, from Ulsan. I, uh, I have a bit of a crush on this guy. He's been uh, superb for, uh, for my teams. He was the first player to score 100. Unfortunately, I just picked an awful team that week and he was the lone star, but 
won a couple of awards for me. Um, very fun player to watch. Well worth a watch. If, you, if you're thinking about watching some K-League football, tune into an all-sign game and look out for June. Amano. Amano. <laughs> Amano. Amano. Uh, yep. Superb player. So I have some hopes for that team. I have some hopes for that team. And then underdog, uh, to finish my, my droning on about how much I love my players, uh, underdog, I've gone with uh, Oh Seung Hoon, the Daegu keeper, my, my sole Daegu representation, just in case they do uh, manage to hold out against Pohang. Um, yep, had him for a while. Reasonable player, not spectacular. Uh, this is a very, a fairly motley team outside of again having two Jeju players. I've got Gerso Fernandez up front. Um, he is my captain and underdog. And I've got Choi Young Joon, who should be partnering your guy, Jack, in midfield. Bit of a theme across our teams. Either having the same player or uh, the player that's alongside. He mm. is the budget pick. Um, I overpaid for him initially, but he's going for about 20, 20 bips last I checked. I think that looks like a pretty good deal. He's about 30 years old. Um, I'm kind of tempted to just grab another one of those cards, but the balance is already running low <laughs> in the account. Uh, but I think, um, again, full disclosure, I own him. But if you're uh, looking for, to put a cheap together, team together, have a look at Choi Young June of, uh, of Jeju. He has some old cards where he was at. John Book. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's, he's no longer John Book. He's now Jeju. Uh, and then in defense, I have Oban Suk from Incheon. This guy is a bit of an oddity. Um, in Incheon's was it eight games so far this season, they've had, I think, five at home, three away. Um, in their three away games, he's scored better scores in all three than he has in every home game. And they are away against Suwon FC. Um, so hopefully, I don't know, heads the ball off the line, Lemon scores a bicycle kick, I don't care. Just <laughs> hopefully he gets another good, you know, 60, 70 would be sublime. Um, the one thing that just cracks me about Incheon is they have so many sucks in their team. They've got about four, <laughs> four at the back. Um, it's a really interesting phenomena that you just get some teams that just seem to have tons of players with the same surnames. I don't know what it is. Are they all brothers or somehow related? But uh, O-Man suck, OJ suck, Kim Quang suck. I think there's one or two others in the uh, Incheon team. But O-Man suck, 33, experienced, quality. Not quite a Morishiga, but hopefully one day he might be in his dreams. And then, last but not least, in midfield, the real uh, oddity in my all Asia uh, lineups, Felipe Gutierrez from Universidad Católica, which is uh, pretty sure a Chilean team. To be honest, I know very little about this guy. I won him as a reward. He's been scoring all right. They're playing in, I think it's Libertadores or Copa Sudamericana. Might be, I think it must be Libertadores. Um, and I don't know, hopefully he has a, a decent game, gets a decisive. Um, and then I do have a rear team submitted. I am tempted to 
to still make a signing for this team. I am pretty keen on Oban Suck, his rare card. It's relatively good. It's about 360 bips, which is not too bad for a rare defender. Uh, but I've got common Kevin Trapp in goal. Obviously, Frank Furt at home against West Ham in the uh, Europa League. Uh, and then I've got uh, really kind of, it's, it's really a motley team. I mean, I, I had been planning to sell Osako, Pasco Osako from San Friche to buy a rear forward, but yeah, pretty much, to be honest, looking at it, the team's not really worth talking to, talk, talking about outside of uh, if I add some of those players in the five hours or so until the deadline. So anyway, that is, uh, that's my, those are my teams for the coming, uh, upcoming game week. Let's go Jeju. I think is the, the common theme between Jack and I. Yeah, for sure. No question. Um, I'm pretty excited to into that game. I don't, I don't know if you saw Joe, but it's 5 p.m. our local time. So it's pretty convenient time to watch on a nice. Thursday. For, for me anyway. After work, put the feet up, watch the uh, watch Jeju absolutely thump. Seong Nam, hopefully 5-0 or something. Probably yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but I, I've... I've got I've got my boy Mulich and Quang, so even if they don't perform, maybe they can. So, yeah. Well, uh, I'm selfish, and I don't have either of them, so <laughs> they get absolutely thumped. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's good. Well, probably the like the last thing I'm keen to talk about on this particular podcast. We've got plenty of other stuff to talk about in some future episodes, but I think today's announcement on uh, this goalkeeper special. From mm. the rear. Um, I had a look at it, flicked you a message, Jack, and uh, got a really interesting response back about uh, needing five goalkeepers and, uh, you know, expecting that the price of goalkeepers will go up. I think. Oh, uh, yeah, not my finest moment, bro. So misinterpreted a little bit. <laughs> yes. So, pretty much what I thought, right? So, I get the message from Joel um, waking up. I, I wake up very late. Like, I, I woke up in the day, which is the time <laughs> I typically wake up. So anyway, um, get the message from Joel and I'm a bit discombobulated and I'm thinking to myself, wait, so Sora have announced in game week 269 and 271 that there's going to be um, some like weekly special where there's five, uh, you know, goalkeepers in a lineup. I'm just thinking like, okay, that's yeah. pretty cool. And there's a lot of potential because the prize pool is hundred cards, but um, yeah, that wasn't the case. And that probably wouldn't make much sense. You now. imagine the inflation. It'd be... <laughs> I know, let's, I know. Like, why would they make? Let's know, let's make it more more uh, more doable for newbies to enter Syria. Let's just massively inflate the price of keepers even more. Yeah, like it, uh, it didn't really make any logic, but I don't know. I was just too excited at the thought that like, oh, there's a new special weekly like for goalkeepers, like, and there's yeah. potential there, I reckon. But anyway, so I found out um, embarrassingly about an hour or so later when Joel messaged me, um, saying that like, oh, you just need a, you know common goalkeeper and then just four limited so essentially you don't really need um you know a limited goalkeeper which is like a pretty big financial commitment buying a starting goalkeeper so it just i don't know i, I think it's a great idea and i'm very excited about it anyway yeah i i um i really like it i think um and they've, they've talked i was just about to bring up the uh the actual blurb that they wrote before it but they've indicated their intention is that this isn't to be a mainstay, but rather the more, the more testing. And I think 
you know, it's clear that the issues that Surrey have is the common leagues suck. The, the casual league is just basically pointless. Uh, if you're lucky enough to finish in the top, basically three, uh, no, your top three of what, about 100,000 people. I mean, you just about might as well buy a lotto ticket. Um, you know, you, you're, uh, you know, winning potentially if you finish third, like a, a tier three limited, I think, or a tier two limited. I mean, that's not going to start your Surrey journey. Um, it's really just, you know, um, a kind of a, a bit of bit of waste of time overall. But to provide a way yeah, for people exactly. to get into Soria without needing a limited keeper, I mean, that's you know what two thirds usually the cost of a of a team. Um, maybe maybe half depends on what sort of forward you get. But that's going to make it so much more doable for people to jump on Soria and get started. And by using it, you know, trialing it in these fairly uh, low um, number game weeks, low number being like low number of usable cards um, in 269 and 271. Um, you know, it's a really great way for them to just trial it out and see how it goes and what sort of scores, you know, might reasonably be um, obtained. So definitely one worth uh, entering, I think, and having a go at if you've got the cards to support it. We, we uh, were chatting beforehand, 269, we're not so sure about competing that one because I don't think there's any Asia teams playing and that's obviously a big chunk of our um, our stable of, uh, of cards at this stage. So we'll see, but definitely look like some, uh, yeah, great format and a good, really great way for the newbies to start and just throw down, you know, $50 or so. You know, and be able to put actually you know team together um, that can compete. So, yeah, I think great idea, good move, Soria. Um, not surprised that uh, it's been, it's being trialed, and uh, look forward to seeing the results of that. Jack. Yes, Joel. Any any, uh, any final words of wisdom for our, um... our listeners? Trying to think, mate. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yourself? Any other final words? Uh, final word of wisdom is when you see the DMP, take a deep breath. Uh, don't sell up your whole portfolio. It's <laughs> bloody frustrating. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you see the that's, DMP, that's a normal occurrence. take that's a deep breath. Happens. happens to everyone. And uh, we hate it, but there's always the next game week. Always another yeah. game week, hopefully. Until the right. whole thing comes crashing down. <laughs> Sweet.